All right, so you're thinking of moving to Florida. You have many choices, lots of questions, don't know where to start. I'm gonna try to help break some of the stuff down, some considerations you should have. And then we're gonna talk directly about Fort Myers and Cape Coral in particular here in the Southwest Florida area. So this video, we're specifically talking about living in Florida, things that will help you decide where to live. We're getting after that next. Hey everybody, my name is Craig Cunha. I'm a real estate agent here in Southwest Florida. If you're looking for a channel to tell you a little bit more about what it's like to live, play, eat, sleep, and buy real estate on the Gulf Coast, this is the channel for you. And if you'd like to get your search started in advance and get the information that we get as realtors, you've got two great sources. First one is go to our nextfloridahome.com. Go ahead, register there. You have full access or use our app, our next Florida home and you'll have it right at your fingertips at all times. Now, if you're like a lot of people that reach out to me because they have other questions, the only way you're gonna get those questions answered is if you call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the West Coast. All right, so living in Florida, Cape Coral, Fort Myers. We're gonna talk about them specifically in the front end of the segment because they are literally separated by a river but you'd never know it because they're so different in how things are set up, just the way things flow. And quite honestly, most people, depending on where they live, either love it or hate it, and it's just the opposite for the other. So if you live in Fort Myers, you might hate Cape Coral and vice versa. It's kind of like a political thing almost, you know? You can't like both of them, you have to like one and hate the other. That's what it's like here. There's reasons for it. Uh, maybe your lifestyle, fits more into a Fort Myers way where you have everything around you and constantly go, go, go. Or maybe you're looking for more of a laid back kind of a, a setup is in Cape Coral. Now, is all of it laid back? No, definitely not. We have some busy areas as well, but they're situated in certain segments of Cape Coral. Cape Coral is a massive city. It's one of the largest cities in the state landmass wise. So a lot of growth to happen yet that keeps things a little bit more open. So if you're one of those people looking for a little space, we're gonna be talking to you in just about a few minutes to discuss what that looks like for you out in Cape Coral. Now, all that extra space out there also lends to expansion. So a lot of businesses, a lot of new storefronts, uh, obviously residential, all that stuff is gonna be coming to, to uh, Cape Coral because that's where the space is. Fort Myers is pretty much built out. I mean, are there some pockets that you can still have some uh, communities pop up? Sure, there's just not many of them. And many of the uh, subdivisions over there might be a little older than you might like, but that's just because that city was basically born first. It, it was built first and a lot of people, um, especially, you know, think about the Ford and Edison Estates right there on the river. Beautiful properties right on the water, close to downtown. That's what they did. They built everything around the downtown initially. So you're going to get a little bit more of the busy side of things over there. And we're gonna be talking in detail about what to expect lifestyle-wise in each of these cities. Now I was having a conversation the other day with uh, Jeff and Shelly, and we started on a bunch of different topics because here they are coming from Minnesota and there's a lot of questions about how they should attack this, this new venture in Florida. And they've gone through the, should we buy a resale? Should we buy a lot and build on it? Should we live in a community? Should we live in a subdivision? Do we want space around us? Do we want to be close to anything in particular? There's a lot of different things to ask. And lately I've been getting some crazy 
folks coming down here saying, hey man, I'm going to be looking between Sarasota and Naples. Can you help me out? <laughs> no, I can't help you out. That is a massive area. You've got to dial in. You've got to know more specifically what you want. Now, I did have a client come down the other day and they drove the area from pretty much Tampa down through Naples. And they got back to me and said, hey, you know what? We didn't see anything we like, so we're going to go check out the East Coast. Okay. Their price range didn't offer them what they wanted. I honestly don't think that their price range is going, going to uh, offer them anything more on the East Coast. But you know what? I encourage anybody that's looking to come to Florida, check the whole thing out. Check everything that might fit you. You know, there's, there's certain areas of the state I certainly don't know. The north part of Florida. I don't know it well, but I do know that it gets much more like Georgia and there's rolling hills up there. We've taken our motorcycles up there a number of times, especially when we're leaving the state for a trip. It's definitely different. Um, different trees, just a different kind of an atmosphere and obviously temperatures, especially in the wintertime, become much different. So back on the topic of what Jeff and Shelly and I were talking about, uh, let's attack first of all communities. Communities are going to be majority in Fort Myers. Many of the gated communities are over there. Now they do have some subdivisions. Like I said, they're older subdivisions. Uh, Whiskey Creek is one of my favorite uh, because it's kind of centralized. It's kept really nice. It is a 55 plus in most cases, so it may not uh, appeal to all people, but the grand um, makeup of the city itself, when you're looking at housing, there is a lot of gated communities. Now gated communities bring one other thing. Anybody want to guess? Yes, HOAs. So now you're in an HOA. You don't have a choice what the rules are going to be. Sure, you can vote with everyone else if you think your vote's going to really get you anywhere. But there are going to be rules in place and you can be fined. The fine can be attached to your property and it will be um, will need to be settled by the time you transfer the property to somebody else. So even if you don't pay it up front thinking you're going to just like let it die, no, it stays with the property up until you try to transfer somebody else, then you'll have to pay it off. So that's what they can do to make you fall in line. Um, it's just fine you. There's not much else beyond that. Uh, outside of that though, these communities are very different from one another. So as you travel further south, they get bigger, grander, more lush. Um, golfing communities are going to have extra expenses. Some of the fees in these communities can be upwards of 1,000 and 1,500 a month. But most HOAs I find are somewhere in that maybe 300 to 600 range on average. And that just depends on what you're, what you're getting. What kind of amenities are there? Is there a clubhouse, a pool? Um, are you having your water, sewer, cable, internet, all those things included or not? That should be making up those fees. Now we can go into detail with any property that you find and find out exactly what those fees are paying for, but you will be paying fees in those gated communities. Now, Cape Coral, it's not to say they don't have gated communities. There's just few of them. There's a couple up to the uh, north, over in the northeast side. There's one smaller one that's more of a townhome setup that's on the northwest side. And down in through um, the south areas, you're going to run into a couple communities. Again, not very many. You're not going to have a ton of choices. But most people, it seems, really like to be living in the subdivisions here in Cape Coral. And one of the reasons for that is there's no HOA. And if you're somebody that's looking to have an investment property, there are no rules. So you can basically rent it out weekly or monthly or annually. 
You can't do that with gated communities. So Fort Myers could be a huge obstacle if you're somebody looking to maybe Airbnb when you're not using it. It's not gonna fly over there. It's not gonna fly in Cape Coral either if there's a gated community with an association and rules. Now what these communities will offer you that a subdivision that makes it a little tougher is if you're looking to make a lot of friends, if you're trying to get into different uh, organizations and things. Many of these communities have card clubs and wine clubs and travel clubs and golf clubs and all kinds of different clubs. Uh, you can sign up um, and put your information on the uh, on the board at the clubhouse and you know, you'll just get people contacting you to be part of a club or a card group or whatever it would be. That's not going to happen in a subdivision. So you are literally going to have to make your way around a neighborhood and get to know your neighbors and maybe host some kind of a, an event for a holiday. One of our neighbors here, we, we like to refer to him as the, as the mayor of the neighborhood because he does that. He basically hosts all the different uh, 4th of July's and, and uh, Halloween and stuff like that. That's the way you're gonna get around that. Or you, we do have a new residence club here in Cape Coral that you can become a part of. Um, they will have regular meetings, I believe for the first year or two. And then from there you can, as your group of people that came in together, you can continue to meet on your own outside of the organized events. The other thing about living inside a community versus outside, and this could be a tough one. I know it's tough for me. Um, I was living in a community when I was selling homes for the builder in that community. I found myself as far back in the community up against a, a barrier wall with two neighbors, one on each side. I did it on purpose. Why would I do that? I'm selling homes in the community. What do you think's gonna happen? People find out where I live, they knock on my door, they wanna have questions answered off hours. I <laughs> was working for the builder, so maybe wait till I get to the office and you can ask me all the questions you want. But that was one of the things that I dealt with. So if you're somebody, maybe you don't want to go out and watch your, wash your car and have a neighbor come over and pin you down to a 30 minute conversation when you're trying to get this work done. I don't like that. I like to be able to step outside, got the earbuds in, makes it a little harder to talk to me. I get to get my work done and move on to the next thing. That's one of the conveniences of living in a subdivision where you don't have as many people around you and so close by. Uh, my lot happens to be about just about a half an acre and it's kind of pie shaped. So my neighbors are spread away from me a little bit. So it does give me a little bit more semblance of uh, having that privacy, but that's not always the case. There is more space in most subdivisions. And once you get into gated communities and not all of them, but many of them, and there's a new one here, Stonewater. I can't even drive my truck between the darn houses. That's how close they are. So if that's your style of living, go to a community. If it's not, think again. Now in the conversation with, uh, again, with Jeff and Shelly, we went over the new construction versus resale and a couple things that you may want to be aware of is the new construction is going to not only give you the efficiencies and have all the codes checked off to the current standards to help the insurances stay low, the efficiencies for uh, the new appliances that are coming in, the AC units, the uh, most of the builders will have some kind of an underlayment on the um, sheathing on the roof. So that's going to cut down the UV there. So all these conveniences work together to make your home run more efficiently all the way down to your, I guess, brain center of the security system, little panel they're putting in all these homes now, it connects to everything. It connects to your phone so you can control the temperature of your home, turn lights on and off, all that stuff, super convenient. That's what the new construction gets you. Resale stuff, not so much. 
I mean, the new construction, you also get to choose a lot of your colors and things if it's still early in the process. With a resale, you don't. And you might have to replace many things. If it's an older home, you're probably going to have to do a remodel, which means more expense. So then you expect to get a lower price on that home, wouldn't you? We're going to talk about price in just a minute also regarding um, the different home styles and in each of the cities what that looks like for you. So just hang tight. We'll get there in a minute. But new construction has many, many, many benefits. Um, a lot of it can be financial, but it's also in creature comforts. So keep that in mind when you're making a decision. Um, new construction, the one thing to, to discuss it further about this, in their case, they have more time. So they can get a construction loan. They can take the two to three years to build and it fits their timeline perfectly because they're not ready to use the home yet. If you're ready to use a home, you need to find a builder that has inventory. Now, there are a couple of them that I know of that have ongoing inventory and we can get you set up. So if that's the case, let's talk timeline first because that'll let us know which direction we need to go. Let's talk real quick about home style choice because obviously there's single family, there's condo, duplexes or villas. It's, it's at least one adjoined wall. Um, you can get a townhome. So now you're stacking your floors, but you're still connected walls. So you have to say to yourself, how much privacy do I want, both indoor and outdoor? Because indoor, obviously the walls, sometimes you can hear things through it. Um, sometimes with condos stacked, depending on the construction, you might hear noises through the floor. If your neighbor upstairs wears heels around before going to work, you might hear the click, click, click across the floors. That's just what's gonna happen with that style of living. If you can't do that, you will need to get a single family home or find a one-story ranch-style condo building. We do have them here, so it can be done if that's what you really want. But these different floor plans and home styles, they exist all over the area, both Fort Myers and Cape Coral, so you can get them um, pretty much anywhere. Now it's the age, as many types of construction aren't continuing. We're not seeing a lot of the single-story stuff anymore because it takes up so much space. They say, hey, we might as well go vertical and get more units because we're short of housing. So that's what to expect with condos going forward. If it's newer, you're going to be stacked up in little boxes on top of each other. Single family homes, they're still all over the place. They're going up constantly. Every corner you turn, you're going to see another home under construction. And for some people, that's a huge benefit. I go for my five mile walk in the morning every morning now. And after coffee and some water and all that fun stuff, it's nice to find one of these <laughs> on your way around that trek so you don't have to hurry home. Now, with these different home styles, you also have to consider the amenities that come with it because a condo setup is going to have a public pool, a community pool. You're going to share this pool. If you want a private pool, in most cases, you're not getting one. On some villa and garden home setups, some communities will let you put a pool behind, but there's going to be select ones that let you do that. So if you want your own private pool, single family home is going to be the way to go, hands down, no question. Now, if you're looking at a single family home, then you want to start saying to, my, to yourself, well, what do I want as far as the exposure in the back of the home? North, south, east, west. What what do I need back there? I'm going to tell you first and foremost, southern exposure with the pool is the number one chosen um, direction of any of them. And for resale purposes, I let folks know if you're concerned about resale down the road, make south your primary uh, consideration if you're going to have a pool. North would probably be next. You get the northern breezes in the wintertime. 
uh, you can still get sun on the pool and then it's going to go east to get the sun rise where it's a little cooler and then west the sunset is when it's hottest especially in the summertime so keep the exposure when we talk about exposure on homes here we're talking about the rear of the home because that's where you spend your time wherever the lanai is that is the exposure that you're going to see if you're looking on a listing and it tells you one of those directions um, next to exposure it's referring to the back of the home now as far as the market goes right now pricing is adjusting down i'm seeing it pretty much across the board with all those home types that we talked about and we're seeing in fort myers a single family home you're going to be starting somewhere in the low to mid 200s now for fort myers in particular i'm going to give you a little word of caution if you've been watching me for any amount of time you know that i have directions for you when you go through this process number one drive the neighborhood you're already gonna have your list made um, through the portal that's sent to you you're gonna save your favorites when you get here drive the neighborhoods note the ones you like and the ones you don't especially in this situation if you're looking for a bargain there are no bargains if you're seeing low prices on something there's a reason behind it it's either gonna be condition it's going to be location and it's gonna be little else it's one of those two that usually affect it most so do your due diligence and take the time. If you have to go different times of the day to do it, make that a priority because there's no way that I would have enough time to drive around to all these different properties just to see what they're like at different times of the day. It just can't happen. So that's super, super important if you are looking for a really low price range. You got to cover yourself and that's the only way to do it. Now, with condos over in Fort Myers, they're starting in the low hundreds to mid hundreds. So you've got a number of choices, but once again, you have to look at where they're located and find out the size. Condos, it gets a little bit harder because now they can be super small, 700 square feet, 800 square feet. Might not be enough for you. So you've got to check those boxes as well. Now we jump the river and get over to Cape Coral. Prices are slightly higher as a starting point because we don't have as many locations that could affect the price the way they would in Fort Myers. Um, so we're seeing condos that are starting in the mid hundreds, um, which is considered good now because there was a point where you couldn't even get anything in the hundreds. You had to go to the two hundreds. So it's definitely getting better. On top of that, uh, the single family homes were starting in the middle twos. So you're not going to get low twos uh, for the most part. I think there was one low two that I saw on the list. And it was affected by a fire that pretty much destroyed the home. So that's one of those homes where people are looking for something to fix up. That's going to be a major fix up, but that's the kind of fixer ups or fixer uppers you're going to find right now. So in the grand scheme, pricing can get low enough to be affordable for many more people now. And I don't know if you heard, but interest rates keep dropping. The last I heard, they were almost at six and a half now. So with the prices look coming down, even with the interest rates being a little bit elevated from where they were before, it's still going to be a more powerful buy than we were just a couple months ago when everybody was saying how out of control crazy it was and there's no way it could ever afford to live in Florida. Yes, you can. Now, within these decisions of which part of the area you're going to be living in, what's going to work best for you, you have to think about proximity to things that you enjoy. If you need to be close to I-75 for commuting, then you need to most likely be over in Fort Myers because the one thing that happens in Cape Coral that can't happen in Fort Myers is the traffic crossing the bridges in the morning. It's going to be there. It's just what it is. And it starts all the way west. I took a couple videos that 
these last few days when I was out walking because um, I come across that area and the traffic stacks up starting at the very first light coming from the west and it's going to stay that way all the way across now what's nice is that the two lanes it's starting out all the way west expand into three lanes so it does make it a little bit better unfortunately when you get to del prado it goes back down to two lanes so yes we we play this game with you and make you think that you can <laughs> have a little easier travel by opening it up and then we cinch it right back down again so it's going to be slow going in many cases, especially if you're trying to do it between eight and nine o'clock. That seems to be when it's worse, but that's what you're going to deal with if you're going from the Cape to Fort Myers. So proximity for commute to work, proximity to stores you shop in, proximity to dining opportunities. Or if you're a boater, I'm going to tell you what, Cape Coral is going to be your number one because there's so many locations to put your boat in. And also if you want to live on the water to be able to put the boat in. That's why Cape Coral is really as popular as it is, is the waterfront properties access to that lifestyle. So if you're a fisher person, um, if you're into any kind of boating, whether it's kayaks or if you want to take out a pontoon just to be able to cruise around for sunset. Um, if you want to take out a paddleboard, just try not to fall off because as you know, there's things in the water here you probably don't want to meet. And yes, I'm talking about gators. <laughs> anyway, um, so these lifestyle things are definitely going to play a part. Uh, if you've got kids that you need to go to a certain school, I had a client, Gene, that at one point his kids had to go to a certain school. So we had to make sure we found him a home in that district. Um, yes, it's school choice here, but it still limits. Certain schools will still limit where you can live if you're going to go to their particular school. They were a specialty school. Um, so that was why that was the case in, the, in that instance. But Cape Coral still, it's divided in a way that you have to stay in certain areas to be able to go to certain schools. So keep that in mind if school is one of your priorities. Now I mentioned the commute to go to work. Again, the big problem with that's the bridges. The bridges tolls are not terrible. They're only $2 for the one going back and forth to, from Fort Myers to Cape Coral. The one going to Sanibel was previously six, which I then heard it went to $7 for each uh, crossing there. Now you can get the fobs that go in your window that will save you, it'll give you a discount. I know at one point, I think it was 50% discount by using those, but you're gonna need that if you're gonna to go to places like Sanibel because it does get a little bit more expensive there. But these bridges, if you have to cross a bridge and the time might be sketchy as far as what you would consider more of a rush hour, please plan in the extra time for it. Is these bridges, there's nowhere to go. If they get stacked up or there's an accident, there's nothing you can do about it. You just gotta wait that one out. So plan that in and plan that in as part of your decision of where you're going to live if you know you're going to be commuting in the morning. Now everybody was all concerned about Fort Myers Beach and how long it was going to take for things to get back to normal and get moving again and what's going to happen in the future with the properties that were destroyed. Well, I'm going to tell you what, properties that were destroyed are already being bought. Investors are coming in. One came in, came in a developer and bought this old hotel for $7 million. He's going to put it in luxury units for millions of dollars each right on the beach. That's what's going to happen. So when we say we're going to build back bigger and better, it's going to be bigger and better, but it's also going to be more expensive. So <laughs> I don't know what these resorts are going to look like as far as getting drinks and food, but there's going to be a lot of money going into these properties and properties are selling on a regular basis down there now. 
Uh, some restaurants are starting to open up, as I mentioned in the last video. There's some food trucks that are starting to run down there. It's still a war zone, so don't feel like it's somewhere that's going to be, you know, comfy, cozy, feel-good kind of stuff. You can get to the beach. You can still be on the beach if you want to. Um, you can go in the water. Uh, the red tide numbers have have definitely come way down. In fact, many areas are saying it's not even existing anymore. That's another thing to hit on real quick about red tide. It comes and goes. It doesn't come and stay. So don't let any reports of red tide coerce you to think that, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have red tide all the time. No, you're not. It's uh, an occasional thing. It does happen just about every year though, but it's for a segment of time. It doesn't last like through a season or anything like that. Um, but again, we put out regular reports that'll give you updates on that so that you're always in the know if you're going to be using the waterways. These homes that are down on Fort Myers Beach that are being sold are somewhere in the 500 to 4 million price range. One caution, and I found this on one of the listings, it will say that the property may be subject to the 50% rule by FEMA. So you have to do your extra due diligence if you're trying to get down on the beach and make sure you're not going to be stuck with a money pit by the end of the project because of this 50% rule. Now regarding costs and living in any of these areas, they're gonna all be relatively the same. Um, if you get a little bit of a bump in the pricing costs or taxes, it's gonna re be relatively negligible between the two areas as far as uh, shopping. Again, prices are pretty much rolling the same way here, gas prices, all that stuff. So you're not gonna have a huge standard of living change uh, cost-wise in each of these areas outside of say once again HOA fees taxes insurances could vary slightly I found that out with my auto insurance it went up a little bit as I as I changed the address over for my Cape Coral address but just keep that in mind um, pricing isn't going to be erratic it's not going to be completely different from one another and as many people and I'm again I'm gonna to refer to uh, to Jeff and Shelley we are talking about that today as well the cost of things they understand that there's going to be premiums for things just to live here, just to be able to sit out and have the sunshine on their face and be able to enjoy this gorgeous weather. Today is uh, low 80s, high 70s, low humidity. I mean, what are you going to do? It's December. Yeah, it's almost Christmas, so we're not going to have a white Christmas, but it's very comfortable. And this is why all those seasonals folks come here every single year. All right, so that's a little bit more about living in Florida and some things that will help you decide where to live. If this didn't help you decide where to live, check out one of these other videos. And if you've got a specific question you need an answer to, you've got to call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast.